All right, Romans chapter number 12, Romans chapter number 12, once again uh, this evening, and we'll continue uh, in uh, study through this chapter, and I trust that uh, you've enjoyed uh, these lessons so far on Wednesday night, and uh, we look forward to getting through the rest of the chapter and continuing tonight in verses 4 and 5. I am going to be real ambitious we're going for two verses tonight, and so uh, verses four and five, um, as I was preparing for this, I, I, for a moment, said I can get all the way down from four through verse eight, but we're going to go for four and five uh, this evening, and I trust, I know this will be a help to us if we allow uh, the word of God to be applied applied to our hearts and minds. Romans chapter number 12, uh, we know verses 1 and 2 very well by this time. Verse number 3, uh, we spent last Wednesday night. Uh, the lead, that brings us to verse number 4. Follow along with me, if you will, in verse number 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. We're going to look at these two verses, and tonight uh, the, I've entitled this, The Church Compared to the Body. The Church Compared to the Body. Now tonight, if we'll listen and we'll apply this, it'll make us a better church member. Which in turn, if everybody here says, I want to be a better church member, we're going to be a better church. And uh, so I hope, and I, and I know these things will help, but I hope that we'll listen and apply these things to our life and just be reminded of some things this evening that I, <coughs> I'm certain will be a help to us. Let's ask the Lord to bless tonight. Father, we uh, thank you once again for the opportunity to open the Word of God. We thank you uh, for the opportunity uh, to have the Scriptures this evening and know uh, that it is your perfect Word. Father, I pray that you'll help us as we look into uh, this passage of Scripture tonight. Uh, the church is important. Uh, you've established the church. It is what this world needs. It's what our nation needs what our city needs, and Father, I pray that each one of us will uh, look at the responsibility that is ours as a member of the local church, and uh, may we strive to be uh, better church members, better Christians, so that the end result is more people being saved. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you a few statements as far as introduction this evening, and then we'll get into the outline. Uh, when our body is infected with a virus, or germs, uh, we refer to this as having an infection or as being sick. Uh, when uh, someone says, uh, I was not here because I was sick, we don't have to necessarily have them define that. Let me recommend that you do not have them define that. Uh, but you know what that means, that there, there were some germs, there was a virus, uh, there was an infection. Uh, the body then is affected by that. Uh, when you are, when the body is not well, um, you are more fatigued. When the body is not well, you don't have the strength that you that you would have, and so uh, that is what we were, we understand that. Um, likewise, um, dissension in the church is a sickness. Dissension in the church is unnatural and unnecessary. Uh, when God established the church, when the Lord Jesus Christ established the church upon himself, uh, if everyone said, we're just going to follow Christ, 
there would be no dissension. That's how the church was designed. Just like uh, we go through precautions to keep our body from getting sick. Um, how many of you had a flu shot? Okay, now you know who to stay away from, those that didn't know. Uh, why, would you, why would you do that? Because you're trying to keep your body from getting sick. We go through all of these things to keep our body running as effectively as possible, but the church is compared to the body. Now, follow the progression here very, very quickly in uh, this evening. In verses 1 through 3, we must understand how important these verses are when it comes to Romans chapter number 12. But not just in Romans chapter number 12 but in the church, the church structure, uh, the, the Christian life, these are foundational verses. Uh, I remind you uh, that these must be understood and settled before we have unity in the church. Now, our church, we have unity. Uh, our church, we are moving forward towards a, a certain prize, and, and it's, it's the uh, approval of, of our head, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. We are pursuing souls as he has directed us to do that. Uh, but we must understand and have it settled before we have unity in the church. Remember verse number 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. That is full, I'll not teach it all over again, but that is full to remind you, it's full surrender to God. Every Christian is to fully surrender their life to God. How is it that a church can move forward in this culture, in this world we have today, and be of one mind, one heart, one body? It's because we all have offered ourselves as a living sacrifice. Sometimes, and a matter of fact, that is a new Christian, somebody who hasn't been saved very long, or somebody who may have been saved but it hasn't been in a Bible preaching church where they can grow as you would grow in a Bible preaching, Bible teaching church. That is a foundational thing for your new convert, for our young people to understand. You just, whatever God, get that mindset, whatever the Bible says, I'm going to do it. That's another way of saying I am presenting myself to God, and whatever God wants for me, that's what I'm going to do. But we have, must understand that we all... See, when somebody begins to, well, I just don't know if that's what we... But are you a living sacrifice? Notice it says holy. I believe in holiness. The Bible teaches holiness. You know who should be holy? Well, the pastor should be holy. I'm with you. But so should the people. There's not two sets of commands for that. See, I, I should not have to, and I'll mention holiness, I'll mention separation. I should not have to major on it week after week after week because it really is understood. It really, it really goes without saying, uh, be ye holy for I am holy. God said that. And so if we present ourselves, it's going to be a natural thing. And so uh, that is the goal, acceptable unto God. We're not trying to be acceptable in this world, but unto God. We have to understand if we are going to be of that one mind, that no dissension, verse 2 to remind you, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We must, as a, as a church member, are you a church member tonight? As a church member, we must think in spiritual terms 
as we approach the church. The church is not a business. We're not trying to run a Fortune 500 company here. Uh, we, are, we are not trying to implement... I, I'm not going to structure and run the church as you would a company. Why? Because that's not how God established it. How in the world are we going to approach an organization as large as the church and as many ministries and think of it in right terms? Well, you have to have a spiritual mind to do that. Uh, How does that happen? You must renew your mind. You cannot approach the church... In, in, with a carnal mindset. Uh, that's how you keep dissension out of the church. You have to be transformed. It has to be a spiritual view of the church. That's why lost people, and, and I'm going to teach on this later in the year because I'm going to teach on it in the conference this year, the culture we live in, this lost world, they're coming after our churches. They're going to try and silence our pulpit. Say, well, Trump's the president. They're coming after our churches. They're going to try and silence our, our churches. They're coming after our Christian schools. And they have, there's a method that, that they're going to do to try and silence and shut, uh, and shut the voice of, of everyone. Well, how in this pressure, how are we going to see? That's why this loss cannot understand it because their mind has not been transformed. That's why carnal Christians don't understand the scriptural church. Because they're a mind, oh, you go to that church, we did, they, they, they're just a bunch of dictators. You know why they say that? They don't have any idea how the church is supposed to be run. They are revealing their spiritual ignorance. Why? Their mind's got to be transformed. A lot, a lot like yours had to be when you first got into church. Verse number three. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Most trouble comes in the church when one thinks more highly than he ought to of his, of his opinion, talents, or means. Well, I give this much, so therefore, no. If we're voting on something, you get one vote. Um, well, well I, I'm very involved, and in, in my talents are put to use in this church. Wonderful. You'll get your reward when you get on the other shore. But until then, we're part of the church. Well, you know, pastor, he's, he's good and all. He's, he does a good job. I always get worried when somebody comes right out the gate and says, I'm doing a good job. You know, um, I, but, you know, he grew up in a preacher's home. All he's known as Christian. There's some things that take place in the real. You're thinking a lot higher of yourself and your opinion than you ought to think. Once we understand verses 1, 2, and 3, everybody with me? Then we're ready to really understand our role in the church. That's what gets us to verse 4 and verse number 5. Everybody still with me? Let me read it again. For as we have... Many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. I'm going to give you four quick things tonight. Notice in comparison as the church compared to the body. This is not the only place in Scripture where the church is compared to the body. But I'll stay right here in these verses just for the sake of time and the fact that we're going through Romans chapter number 12 this evening. Uh, The church compared to the body in its unity. 
Notice verse number 5. So we being many are one body in Christ. The body is to be a unity. We are to have unity. We're one body. To illustrate this church body, there are many Sunday school classes that not everybody, you're, you're, you're involved in one Sunday school class. Now, technically speaking, on Sunday, you're all involved in my Sunday school class, but you understand what I'm talking about. It's still one church. The school does not run independent of the church. It's one church. Uh, name any ministry. It does not run. Uh, the, 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 uh, Brother Stanley does a good job heading up our music department, and there's a lot of moving parts that run there, but that does not... You want me to know who's in charge of the music? I am. Why? Because it's one body. Now, you don't have to audition in front of me, That just, 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 just to let you know, but... It's, it's like the, the body in its unity. You have one body. Now, you might complain about the one you have, but you got, you got one body. How is our un, what is our unity? It's those two little words, in Christ. See, Christ is our identity as a church. It's all about Him. Acts chapter number 9 we're reminded who the head of that body is. You remember when Saul was confronted on the Damascus Road? What did Jesus say to him? Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Saul was not running from town to town looking for Jesus. He was looking for his church. He was not, he could not imprison or take the life of Christ. But what would he do? He persecuted his church. Jesus did not come to him and say, why are you persecuting so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so? He said, why persecutest thou me? Because every person, every individual that Saul imprisoned was in Christ. Every life that was taken because of their belief and allegiance to Christ was in Christ. So when Jesus confronted Saul, he said, in his mind, in the mind of our Lord, everything you've done to those who have trusted me, who have salvation in me, it is the same as if you did it to me. Isn't that a wonderful reminder? Of the fact that we're in Christ by the way, let me just interject this. Christian, cancel your pity party about how nobody cares and nobody knows. Uh, you're in Christ. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. Wouldn't it be great if we considered one another as Christ considers us? We are all in Christ. We live in a world today when it's all about your, how do you identify yourself? You identify yourself as male, female, somewhere in between, a combination of the two, horse, cow. I mean, how, how, do you, how do you identify yourself? Are you identified by your race? Are you black, white, Hispanic? Uh, are you identified by your uh, age? Some of you, you don't want to identify with that. Are you want to identify your, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? Are you a Libertarian? Are you, are you progressive? Are you a progressive Republican? Are you a progressive Democrat? Are you a communist? Are you a, uh, what, what are you? 
But you go outside the walls of this church and you, and you people are identifying themselves by those factors or somebody will identify you. But when we're inside the body of Christ, we're just simply in Christ. You know, we don't have... Uh, well, I'll, I'll not go any further on that because I've got to get through some things. So it's like the bo- church is compared to the body in Christ. Christ is the head of the body. It's important to understand. Uh, just you have one body. Uh, there is one body and it's in it, where you have our unity in that. It's compared, number two, in its plurality of members. Very simple, very practical tonight. Look at verse four again. For as we have many members... Verse 5, so we being many, we have one church, one body, there's many members. Uh, everybody in this church is part of the church. We're all part of the church. Now, let's take our bodies. Uh, two ears, two eyes, two arms, two legs, we have fingers and toes. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of bones in our body, but it's still one body, isn't it? But there's a lot that make up that body, uh, just the same way in the church. Uh, it's, 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 we, we, we're the Emmanuel Baptist Church. This is God's local church. We're part of that church, part of Christ's body inside the church walls, and we're all one body, but yet there's a lot of members all of the members are important. And I know what some of you are already thinking. I'll get to it in just a minute. Say, well, I'm just the pinky toe. <laughs> That's all I am is the pinky toe. Well, go home and kick the coffee table with that pinky toe. <laughs> Matter of fact, when you complain about being the pinky toe, that's what it feels like. No, it's, it's we're all part... Remember what our identity is? It's in Christ. Hey, if I can put it this way, you understand what I mean? If I get identified with Christ, I'll just be the, I'll be the pinky toe. I'm identifying in Christ. We, it compares to the body in its plurality of members. There are many members. The church of God is important. The local church is important. It is a big deal to be a member of a local, independent Baptist church as Christ is the head. That's our identity. It's, it's important. We have a, it's one body, but we have a lot of members that make up that body. Number three, see how fast I'm moving tonight? It, we compare the body to the church in its diversity of their functions. Notice again verse 4. Uh, for we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Everybody inside the body does not do the same thing. Um, your eyes don't hear. And in some cases, they don't see either, but uh, your ears don't see. Um, every, every part of your body has a specific function that it's at least supposed to, to, to work or at one time did, that's the, way, that's the way we were created. The same thing is true in the body. The scripture reminds us we don't have the same office. 
God intended for all of us to be different so we could fulfill different roles in the church. I use this illustration often. I'm going to use it again tonight. I believe God chooses a specific man to pastor a specific church. This world is a needy world. You know, and there's this mindset, well, no matter where you go, there's a need. Hey, I understand that, but I want to be the exact place God wants me to be. I believe with my whole heart, God has placed me as the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I believe before God fashioned this world in His foreknowledge as He created all of us, He designed me to pastor this church. I believe that with my whole heart. But hold on, there's not a lot of preaching on what I'm about to say. I believe that God's will is for specific Christians to be a part of specific churches at a specific place in time. I believe God put me here to pastor this church. But I believe God put you here to be a member of this church. And just like if I left tonight and said, I'm out of here, I would be leaving the will of God. And you would have every right, you'd be going to get scripture, but you'd have every right to say, I can't believe he did that. You'd have every right to, well, I just don't think pastor did it. Why does the pastor not have the right to believe that you're supposed to be part of a specific church, a specific place and time? Some of you are discovering the very things that make you different are the very things that are needed as part of this body. Well, I just don't have that gift. We'll talk about that next week, but I just don't have that gift. Well, I'm glad everybody here don't want to preach. That's, that's my office. It, but I'm glad there's some that are willing to usher and some that are willing to keep the nursery and some that are willing to do all of the different things around here. Some, God puts you here just to encourage somebody else. God puts you here to pray for somebody else. It is what makes us different. It's what makes the church the church. And we need to be reminded again in this day that we live that it's a big deal to be part of God's church. I'm thankful I'm saved. I'm thankful I'm on my way to heaven. I'm thankful I don't have to be a member of a church to trust Christ as my Savior. I didn't have to get baptized to get saved. I don't have to show up in church to be, at church to be saved. But I get to be part of the church. I get to serve the church of God. I get to be part of His mission and His work. And it is a big deal because we are all in Christ. I remind you, Jesus went to Saul and said, and all those that he had been persecuted, why are you persecuting me? That's how Jesus looks at it. How do you look at it? We compare it to the body because of the diversity of their functions. God intended for all of us to be different so we could fulfill the different roles. Don't look and say, well, I'm just, I just don't think that I have a place here. I don't believe that at all. Say, well, well, independent Baptist churches today, they're just not what they used to be. You know why? Because we got a lot of members not as dedicated to the church as they should be. Well, I don't have to be, and you hear this, well, I don't have to be a member to be saved. Well, duh. Our four-year-olds are learning that. 
But it's like, let me find as many excuses as I can for me not to serve God, not to be part of the body. See, God intended for all of us to be different so we could fulfill different roles. If we were all the same, it'd be very boring. And if we were all like some of you, it, it would be very bad. Well, that, their personality, my personality, it just, well, just move seats. You'll find somebody with your personality that you click with. But you know what makes this church this church? It's not necessarily the pastor. I fulfill one part. It's all of us. And we are not a complete body if all those who... You already know what I believe who are supposed to the will of God for them to be a part of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. If somebody is not fulfilling that part of God's will, then all of us are suffering. You know, if somebody loses, somebody, not you, but somebody else loses a finger, what's the first thing we say? Oh, you got nine more. But let it be you. I got one less than I, I. I can only do that nine more times before I'm in trouble. <laughs> but think of it as a church. This is what some of you need, you need to think this way. If, 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 if I fall, if I don't stay close to the Lord and, and I fall by the wayside, you're not, it's just me. I'm not hurting. No, you're hurting everybody. You'll discourage somebody else. You, you'll, you'll hinder somebody else. I believe this. I believe God puts people on this planet to just cross paths with one person. He cares so much about one person being reached. And how many people are going to die and go to hell because Christians refuse to be part of the body that God intended for them to be? Well, nobody will miss me because I don't do what so-and-so does or I don't do what the pastor does. But you're part of the body. You're important. You're in Christ. In the, in the more of it. So I haven't found anything that I'm supposed to do. Again, we'll get to that, Lord willing, next week. But you have to understand, we all, are, we're supposed to, we all are different because we need to be. Because God designed us to be part of this body. That's why, that's why you've got to be very, very careful. That's why the culture of this world is attacking the church. Because the body of Christ is the most powerful thing. Uh, and so we, we have to realize our diversity of fun is like our body. The, the eyes do what the eyes do. I'm not the first preacher to use this illustration, but the eyes don't get jealous of the ears. You know, if the eyes could talk to one another, sometimes they look at one another, but if they, but if they could <laughs> talk to one another... They might would say, you know, well, I wish we could hear. Same thing with the ears. Same thing with, no, let's be thankful that we are who God made us. We're the way God made us. Well, we have, we have all types of people who come. You know, I'm using analogies of the body. We have some who are deaf that are here every week. We have uh, some who are hindered in some other way. You say, oh, can we live with... No, 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 no. It's the body of Christ. That's why one of the things on our list is a, is a special needs ministry that I hope you're praying about. Why? Because there are people who are... Some of you, it'd do you good to have to help somebody who needs help. 
and it would soften your heart. It would keep things in perspective. Well, we just we don't need to. We just need to have a certain. No, no, no. God never intended for there to be a certain class of people in His church. It's the diversity of the functions that's a comparison of the body to the church. Everybody, all right? Everybody is important. Everybody plays a role. All parts have a different function. The pastor has a role that he plays. Nobody else plays that role. But you have a role that you play. Uh, you have something that you can contribute to. Say, well, it doesn't seem to be as big. I'll, I think I'll illustrate that in, in a moment. That same comparison, something seems unimportant until it's not usable then it's very important. Uh, I won't say I'm old, but I'm getting older. Today is my birthday, as you know. I had a preacher call me today, wish me happy birthday. He said, how old are you? 70, 75? He's not much older than me. I said, are you wanting the mileage or the actual years? Because if it's the mileage, it's pretty close. But I've always been in pretty, pretty good health, pretty, 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 you know, pretty athletic and all those things. But man, here over the last year, I've got a shoulder that from time to time just kills me. And like horrible, horrible pain. Like I can't function. The only thing I can do is sit in a chair and whine about it. And... I'm taking, and I don't, I'm just, if I have a headache, I don't even take, I don't take ibuprofen, I don't take, I just, I don't take really any medicines, I just, I'm not preaching against that, so don't go stop taking your meds, please stay on your meds, um, um, but I, I've just, I've just never, never had that, but I'm, I mean, I'm popping, and it's like I'm watching the clock, I'm like, okay, when can I take, I never think about picking anything up. Until I have that flare-up. And then it's all I think about. Babe, come comb my hair. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, you, you have a mental picture right now. <laughs> Probably should have used a different illustration there. It is quite funny to see, though. Um, you know, nobody will miss me if I'm not there until you're not there. Because somebody's prayed for you that you don't know. You have forgotten. You have forgotten the investment that has been made in you. As a pastor, I'm giving my life Days I cannot get back that I invest in the people that God have given me to pastor. And you think that I won't miss that? Your parents, Sunday school teachers? Oh, well, this not, and this is true for us to take, not take one another for granted either. And 
That's why we ought to encourage one another. That's why we ought to pray for one another. That's why we ought to be courteous to one another. Because once something's not, then we notice. Let me give you number four so we can be done. Comparison of the body and the church in mutual relationships and dependence. Mutual relationships and dependence. Look at verse 5 again. So we being many are one body, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. The church depends on one another as does the body. You say, well, there's people here I don't depend on, but somebody else is depending on them. Everybody has their little, I'll call it little group. You have your friends, you have people you're closer to than other people, and that's perfectly normal, and it's, it's, especially the, church, the larger the church gets, that's the way it's going to be more and more. And, but you say, well, these people, I don't depend on but somebody does. Somebody's counting on them. Somebody notices when they're there and they're not there. That person you don't like, there's somebody that does and likes them a lot. That's true and almost no exceptions. Church depends on one another as does the body does. If something's not functioning, your balance then is off. Your ability to do a simple task because something is not working, it's the same thing. We need to understand that somebody is depending on us. We depend on one another. When there's a prayer request made, we're depending on each other. To take that need before God. Well, I'm not important. You don't understand your role as a Christian. You're not fulfilling your role as a member of the church. It's everybody's responsibility to be concerned about everybody else. Well, I don't know them or they're not in my friend group. No, we're all one body. And when one part of that body is sick or not functioning, it affects the whole body and all of us have a part, and we depend on one another. The church has a relationship to one another, as does the body. Every member of the church should be important to every other member of the church. We get so self-involved. Well, it's not me, so I don't have to worry about it. Then it's not, it's not somebody in my Sunday school class, so I don't have to worry about it. Then it's not somebody who sits on my pew then I don't have to worry about it. No. we got to be concerned about every member of the church. That's why, Pastor, I just want to let you know, so-and-so wasn't here. You, you find out. You follow up on them. Uh, every member of the church is important. Because of that, we should try to help one another, heal differences, and strengthen one another. As part of the body in Christ, we come to church to get spiritually fed, edified, uh, rejoice in the goodness of God so that we can survive another week in this world. Everybody with me? Sometimes we, we are so empty that just we, we, we we're hanging on every word. And, and, and you'll even laugh at the pastor jokes. I mean, that's how empty you are. I mean, you're just hanging on every word. Why? Because you, you have just been drained in this world. You're carrying a burden and you need it. But we can't just come to church and say, Get, just give me. we got to be looking, how can I be a help to somebody else? 
And I promise you, and I said this a moment ago, every person is important. And you don't live under yourself. You don't die under yourself. And when you start isolating yourself, I'll tell you what it is. You think church is a one-way street. What's being done for me? What are you doing for somebody else? Who are you praying for? Pastor, I just, I just feel like I'm not being, my needs aren't being met. I'm going to go somewhere else. I can, tell you what, I can tell you what it is. You stopped talking to anybody at church weeks and months ago. You slip in when the services start. You slip out at the final amen. You're not, you're not praying for another member of the church. You're not involved in anything. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel that way. Because if you were, it's like, i got to be there because somebody's dependent on me. Some, I'm praying... I'm praying, for, I'm praying for him, so i gotta, I got to be in, in touch. i got to be involved. We should be trying to help one another heal differences. We, we, we spend too much time together for there not to ever be a difference of opinion. For somebody not to get in your space, especially now, not get in your space. Don't they know that's where I sit? We've been here three weeks. No, they don't know where you sit. But if there's a difference, we ought to be working to heal it. Well, when they come to... No, that's not in the Bible. Not in the Bible. Strengthen one another. We ought to refrain from speaking or doing anything that might hurt any member of the body. How many of you would think it would be insane to get a hammer... Put your hand down a hard surface and say, eeny, meeny, miny, okay, mo. And hit one of your fingers. Now, we've all done that on accident, on purpose. Who would do that? If you would do that, please later identify yourself <laughs> so we can help you. Why would I purposely hurt my body? It's a good question. Why would you purposely hurt your body? If it would be insanity, if it would be without explanation of why you would purposely cause injury to yourself and those that do, what do we say? They need help. They need to be institutionalized. We need to put the, we need to we need to help limit themselves keep themselves from hurting them, them own self something's not right then why and where do we get the notion that for me to speak against another member of the body is anything short of insanity if we're going to make the comparison which God makes the comparison we, we're, we shouldn't be trying to speak against or do anything that would hurt the body. It, because we, have to, we need the body. We need every person. Uh, that's why you have got to have verses 1 and 2 and 3 settled as a Christian so you can be the right kind of church member. 
We, do, we present our bodies a living sacrifice. We have our mind transformed. We humble ourselves uh, so that we can get closer to God and submit ourselves to God and become more like Christ. Why? So we can be a trophy? We don't do that so this world can just go around and pat us on the backs and look at our angel halo and look at our angel's wings and know that we are close to Christ. No, we do all of that so that as part of the body, we can better serve in the body of Christ. Is this making sense? I hope so because God wrote it. It ought to make sense to us. Let me give you an illustration. I'm done. Sorry, Mrs. Stanley, I sabotaged you earlier. All right, hold on real quick. No, I'm not going to play this. Some of you are like, wow. (laughs) This is a musical instrument, I am told. This is a clarinet. Now someone who, and I, I guess I could have Mrs. Healy come up and play this real quick. I don't think she wants to do that. Somebody who knows how to play this could could come and they could play it. Now, this instrument, if you play a clarinet, please don't be insulted by some of the things I'm going to say in just a moment. Don't think too highly of yourself on this. <laughs> Makes noise. If somebody were to get on here and they were to play this, the music would come out. And we would pay attention to the clarinet. Are you with me? There it is. We see it. We hear it. Oh, it's that musical instrument. But those of you that know something about music and know something about the clarinet, if you were to take out this little piece right here, which I'm not going to touch that one. I think somebody's actually played that one. This little reed is what makes this play the music it plays. Look at this big, beautiful instrument. But it has to have that. Some of you, you look at the pastor, you say, wow, but I got to have these little reeds that pray for me. I got to have these that encourage me. Some of you look at the Sunday school teacher, you look at the those that have some talent, you say, oh, look at them. But it doesn't happen without this. Well, too many Christians have said, I'm just this. I'm just the reed. Look, I mean, I asked how much this would cost in case I damaged it. It's cost a couple of bucks as compared to the instrument. But without this, this isn't what it is. And without every person that's part of the body, the church is not what the church could be or needs to be. If every Christian, every person who 
has said, I, I'm going to put myself as a member. I'm going to join into God's church and we're going to serve that. We offer ourselves that living sacrifice. We say, God, whatever you want with me, I'm not going to conform to this world. I'm going to transform my mind. I'm, I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to be transformed. Oh, because I, I'm not too high. I can't think too highly of myself because I've, there's something that i got to be a part of in the body. If it was just about us achieving, quote-unquote, perfection in becoming like Christ, God would just take us home. The moment He saved us, because He longs for us to be with Him. That's why the Scripture tells us to be absent from the body, the presence. It's precious in the sight of the Lord and the death of the saints. We cry over here, and God says, My child is finally home with me. And in that moment, we are perfection like Christ. Why would He leave us down here? Because there's a body that we're supposed to be a part of. Because there's something that we're supposed to do. Oh, well, the church just, just isn't doing what I think it, it, it ought to do. Maybe. Just, just, just let me suppose with you before I pray and dismiss. Maybe it's just missing you. Well, my prayers, maybe it's just missing you. Well, I'm just not gifted. Maybe it's just missing you. We're going to all get to heaven one day, and it's going to, we're going to realize some of the people we didn't know were as important as they were at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. There are some that God has taken from us, and as the pastor, I feel it. What, what, so what are we supposed to do? Well, I think when I borrowed this from Mrs. Healy, she had a multi-pack of reeds. Maybe it's just you. Let's quit, play, let's quit complaining about the tune the clarinet's playing when we're the missing piece. Well, I just, no, no. If you do not have a role in God's church, he'd take you home. You'd be in his presence right now. Because it's the church that God has commissioned to go around the world and preach the gospel so that souls might be saved. The church was never meant to be a club. Something that we can just hop in and fill. No, no. It, it's, we have a mission. We have a role. We have something we're supposed to, supposed, to, supposed to supply to the house of God. Friend, I don't know all that you could do. For, some of you, if you came and asked me, I could probably give you a good idea of, of some, some areas that you could contribute. But God was probably already told you areas where you could contribute, areas where you could be a part of. Say, so, well, I just don't feel that way about God's church. You know people who have a problem with God's church who don't feel that way about God's church? It's not as complicated as we make it. All we have to do is go back to verse number 1, verse number 2, and verse number 3. Do you think so much of yourself that you're above the church? You don't need the church. You don't need a pastor. There's better things for you to do with your time on Sunday and Wednesday and Saturday. That's really what it gets down to.
or I just don't understand. It's because your mind hasn't been renewed. You haven't been transformed. Well, I just, that's, I couldn't commit, I can't commit to all of that. Well, you haven't offered yourself a living sacrifice. Well, that's just commitment. How long, how long was that mortgage you signed for? We haven't offered ourselves. Church is important. You know why it's important? Because it's made up of people like you and I. And it's a way that we can serve our God. What a powerful thought. We always look at that passage in Acts as, oh, it's Paul's conversion. And that is a powerful and amazing thing to take note of. But don't lose track of the head of the church. The book of Revelation is a wonderful, wonderful book to read. Some of you ought to take the challenge I've issued in the past, block you off a period of time where you can read from its, in its entirety. One thing it speaks about in the revolution, Revelation is, is the persecuted of the church, the blood of the martyrs. Uh, speaks, why? Because we're in Christ. And when the, you work against the church, you're working against Christ. And we get to serve in Christ. I get to be part. Why would we not want to identify with Christ? I hope these truths will help you. You're important. You're very, very important. Let's make sure you feel like